Minu, hello, hello, hello. Hello. We were just talking about uh, the new series that we're launching tonight with the 108 Pearls. Um, very exciting. I know you'll get a, be getting more and more into that as our Zoom people uh, arrive. Is there anything you want to tell us as a sneak peek? <laughs> yes, that's, all the, that's always a gift, right, for people who come on earlier. Um, well, I was really excited about, um, about this series. It's, it's, it's great to know the Ten Commandments, which form the foundation upon which we are building a new world. And, and then it's like, okay, we are building a new world, but what we know is what we have been living. You know? So how do we know what to keep and what to discard? So this series is literally about picking up a, a one pearl after another. And each of these pearls has been a very, very powerful force. And it has delivered or, or devastated in the mm. past, you know? So the fact that that particular um, aspect or an issue has been so powerful for us to now take it as a pearl of wisdom and transmutate it into something that is going to be valuable for, uh, for building a world, which is a world that works for everyone, as Buckminster Fuller said. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, I'm really excited about this. And I was first shocked when I saw that the first of these was about anger. Oh, my gosh, you know, isn't this an opportunity for us to not have that anymore? Why does it have to be there? But just, just imagine what a powerful force that is, you know? So hence, working with it as a pearl where we learn to relinquish anger, something even more powerful can rise from that. And that's what we'll see gets revealed today. You know? oh, I love it. You know, it's, it's always nice. It feels like when you're in um, first grade and, you know, you're starting fresh and you get to take out your new pen and your new paper. We finished an, a magnificent series and now we're headed into these pearls of wisdom. So uh, Minu, is this going to be 108 weeks or do we, are we going to get more than a pearl a week? Can you share with us on that? You know, I'm being, I've been told it's going to be 108 weeks. So literally every pearl that's been chosen has been, is so powerful and so potent in how it has work with us and how we have worked it in the past, that it's almost, uh, you know, important to dedicate each session to one pearl and not skim over anything. We've done the skimming over. Been there, done that. Now it's all about engaging at a nuance level. You know, I, I love that. And I love just the dis discipline that I'm thinking about for myself, where, you know, if I take these bite-sized pieces and I work them, and I work them for that week. And then the next week I have another one. It seems like a way to really get through, like, you know, maybe forget about New Year's resolutions. Let's just work the 108 pearls. <laughs> Indeed. Now, Catherine, I just want to check that you can see the waiting room. Yes, yes. Um, I guess we can go ahead and let some of our people from Zoom in. Sure. And we will get going. Yes, we've got some new people. We've got some some of our old friends that are always here with us. Welcome, Danette, and welcome, David, 
And I don't know who's on uh, the one I just let in because every once in a while, I can't see the names, but hi, 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 everyone. We have New York in the house. Hi. Hi. See you guys. Catherine, I uh, thank you for all the great work you do on every Thursday night. We, we appreciate it very much. Thank you to Minu for all the great work she does. I have the easy job. I just, <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. You know, it's, it's such a delight and such a pleasure to get to be in her presence. And I know we all appreciate that so much. So it is the best job I could ever have is just coordinating, bringing together the most magical people that I know with the mag most magical mentor. So thank you guys all for joining. Hi, Mary Catherine. Okay, that was Daniela. We were trying to figure out who you are and we've got Joanne coming on. So welcome everyone. Manu is in the background, making sure that our live stream is running on Facebook Live. So nice to see you all. And I have a feeling we're gonna have a, a, a full house tonight. We've got the 108 pearls of wisdom. So we're gonna get to find out a little bit about why 108. And then Minu just let the cat out of the bag and she is dedicated to 108 weeks. So we're going guys, we're going full out 108 weeks. We were just saying, you know, we don't really maybe need to make a new year's resolution. We just follow through on these 108 pearls of wisdom. And you know, that's going to be a pretty big new year's resolution right there just to show up and, and bring it on. <laughs> Hi Minu. Hello. So I'm going to keep working the back end. Hi, Connie, Ash, good to see you. Uh, Linda has arrived, and I'm sure we're going to just keep having more and more. I'm just going to um, get a charger for my computer and some water and stuff, so I'm just going to put the... Um, oh, good. I'll get to, I'll get to reintroduce you then. Um, so I think there's not a single person here tonight, at least on the call so far, that um, doesn't know Minu intimately. And, you know, it is so unique when you meet someone that has this like business knowledge because she's been a serial entrepreneur um, her whole entire life, movie producer, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's this incredible awakening that Minu had um, with a visit to Bali that turned into a nine-year journey and so much of the information that she shares with us, um, you know, her journey started uh, on that nine-year journey, which continues through to today. So I think in her just relinquishing control, being this business entrepreneur and being asked to come to Bali and give up what she knew and allow this incredible information to flow through her as a channel, wow, are we lucky. So now today we get um, the best of both worlds with Minu. So welcome everyone. Welcome Cheryl. Good to see Connie, Danette, Kenneth. Hi Linda, Sushant, um, Mary Catherine. Thank you guys for coming uh, as we kick off this extraordinary evening with the 108 Pearls of Wisdom. And I'm just going to turn it right over to you, Minu, so that we can get the ball rolling. Great. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much. Welcome, everyone. Just a second. 
And I'm just going to handle the back here, Minu, because we have Christians just joining. And as everyone joins in, I'll just make sure we're all running smoothly. Great. Okay. Fabulous. Yes, welcome, everyone. Yeah, Catherine asked a very interesting question, you know, this morning. And she was saying, 108, does that mean 108 weeks? Or does it actually mean we'll be combining two or three of these together? Um, and it actually means 108 weeks. And I was uh, just sharing with her. Let me just spotlight this. Okay. I was just sharing with her uh, why it is uh, we're going to focus on one at each session. It's because then the question I asked after we completed our 10 commandments to myself and my intuitive um, um, intuitive feeling and, and my guides, that, okay, it's one thing to, to understand the 10 commandments and to know what, what that even feels like, but it is quite in, an interesting and a different feeling to how it was before. What do we, how do we know what we built? How do we know what we, what we let go of? Um, and where will we have access to new stuff? You know, where is that going to come from? And what I was shown was that, okay, we're going to start the series of 108 Pearls of Wisdom for our new world. And each of the pearls is going to be chosen and selected based on, on strengthening and enriching our ability to create a world that works for everyone, as Bucky Fuller said. So some of these pearls are attitudes, habits, processes, practices, that we might have engaged in in the past. And each one is so powerful in how we've engaged with it. Some of it has enriched our life. Others have in fact, you know, caused some great devastation. But the, the force that they hold is so strong that rather than assuming that you can let go of it and move forward, well, let's bring it to the forefront and let's learn how to relinquish it. And in that relinquishing or release, we will transform and transmutate it. Keeping the force of, of the keeping its force intact, but having it be applied for a different purpose. So I was quite surprised that, you know, the guidance was to begin with anger. And it was like, what about anger? I mean, can't we now not have it anymore? And it, it has been a huge force. Um, sometimes it is very much in your face. It is aggressive. Sometimes it's very passive. And nonetheless, it holds a huge power over us. We're going to do a deep dive into that in a moment. And this whole, the first pearl is about anger and it really is about relinquishing anger and it's almost as if you know we have just started a fire ceremony 108 is a very particular number and i'm going to talk about that in a moment but just imagine just visualize here we are from different parts of the world and they and imagine as if you're just seated around this big fire ceremony that is taking place you know and in that fire ceremony, there are certain things that we are actually releasing into it. Fire, as you know, has the ability to destroy and in its destruction, it transmutates and creates a new state. 
So today's Pearl of Wisdom, we're actually going to be working very closely with the fire element. There will be other pearls where we will work with other elements, such as water and air and earth. Today we are working very, very specifically with the fire element. Now, let's take 108 first of all. 108 are, are, are the number of beads that you have in a, in a mala. Um, uh, or um, I don't know if you have 108 in the rosary or not, but certainly in the Indian um, uh, malas, we call them, there are 108 beads. So anytime you are to um, master a mantra or uh, a particular chant and get the benefit of that, you, you go and you say one at a time and until you've done 108, a cycle of 108. And often uh, we are guided to do multiple cycles of 108. Um, now, why 108? Now, 108 numerologically itself is number nine. Number nine is a num number of completion. And it literally is a number of completion. And it is like lit that completion is so profound and so powerful that, that, that in that completion, you get to a point of reaching a state where you feel whole and complete. It's completion and you know that zero, it could have just been one and eight, it isn't, it is 108. The zero in the middle literally brings all of the elements that were incomplete or messy, all of that gets complete and you come into this zero field. 108 takes you into a zero field, a zero field Nothing, uh, zero field is a field of coherence. Remember one of our commandments is a move from alignment to flow to coherence. Zero field is a field of coherence. Nothing that is incoherent can exist in it. Now, how does this uh, chanting a mantra 108 times using you know, a, a string of beads, how does that get you into a zero field? So just imagine you have a, you have a mala, you have a necklace, you know, and then you're, you're using your fingers, you know, you're using these two fingers to just go through it and you're doing it 108 times. And each time you hold it there, there's a little bit of acupressure. These, this acupressure is a pressure that connects you to your inner wisdom, and it also opens up your crown and allows you to receive even additional wisdom from, from the cosmos. You're doing that. Now, when you're chanting, when you're saying a mantra, it could be Om, it could be Om Namah Shiva, it could be, you know, um, it could be I acknowledge myself as a human, I receive myself as a human, I accept myself as a human. It could be anything at all. As you're chanting, and even if you're not speaking aloud, as long as you're, you're moving your tongue, as opposed to thinking it, it taps into exactly the right pressure points in your mouth. And our mouth has, is the termination point of about 62,000, we call them nadi channels, that run through our entire field, 
not just our physical body, absolutely our physical body, but it is these nadi channels that connect us all the way through all of the different layers of our bodies, all the way to our higher self. So you're doing, you're, you're, you're getting, you're tapping into that your inner wisdom, your gut is activated and anchored. You're very present as you are chanting and you're moving from one beat to the next, to the next. It also means you don't trans out. You remain, you remain alert. And as you're, as you're chanting, the energy signature, look, the words are used. We use the words because it's a combination of those words creates an energy signature. So the energy signature of the chant that you are, you are um, saying is, as a vibration, is traveling through all of your Nadi channels. And it's that combination of those that gets you into that zero field. If you do it with presence, and if you just allow yourself to experience it. So sometimes when you know, our spiritual leaders or our intuitive guidance says, oh, just do another round of this, 108. And do another round of this, 108. That's, that's often to enable stuff that is in your field to be released. I, I received this understanding of 108. I mean, I grew up in a household where in, in my very early childhood, we had to meditate before we went to school. And one of the ways was we were all given this Rudrakshmalas as little kids. And because I, I was always complaining about such a waste of time, my mind wants to do this, that, and the other, and you force us just to sit down with this thing. And my mom would say, don't just do it. So we did it at the time. And I, was, I would always resent it. So fast forward, I'm there in Singapore and I'm guided to go from Bali to Singapore and go to this temple called the Buddha Tooth Relic Temple. I didn't even know there was anything like that, but you know, okay, I'd received that as an intuitive guidance and I had gotten to a stage where I would actually follow the guidance. So JP, my dear friend, was someone who was such a stand for me following my guidance. So I shared it with her and she just took it on. No, you're going, you're going, you're going. So I go, I ask about this Buddha, Buddha Tooth Relic Temple and there is a Buddha Tooth Relic Temple guided to go there on a particular day. I arrive and it happens to be um, Vesak, which is when they celebrate Buddha's birthday. And my guidance there is, you're going to be given your mantra today. And like, there are thousands of people there, you know, and the monks, all these phenomenal ceremonies are going on. There's all this chanting going on. And I'm guided to go to this monk who is performing a particular ceremony just at the entrance of the Buddha Tooth Relic Temple. He seems to be really engrossed in a trance. And I'm guided to go and ask him, where can I meditate? I do go and ask him. I mean, uh, you know, when you, when you start following the all-knowing, sometimes you're put in very embarrassing situations. And you just learn to let your mind relax and go do it. So I go and ask him, where can I meditate? And he said, go to the fourth floor. That's it. Because there were people around him, you know, who were following the chants that he was doing. So I, I go to the fourth floor. 
And fourth floor is where actually the Buddha tooth relic is kept. And it is the meditation floor. And because it is Buddha's birthday, nobody's on the meditation floor except me. So that's where I sit down and I'm like, okay, this mantra is going to come. And that's where my education about 108 began. I did receive my mantra. And some of you know my mantra. It is Nityam Aham Brahmasmi. I am eternal soul. I am God as the creator is. So I received the mantra and then I was guided, okay, we're now going to use the 108. And we're going to anchor it in such a way that you step into a zero field. And then it was like, well, what is the zero field? And then I received the guidance and understanding that zero field is a field of coherence. In fact, it is, we're going to go through and you're going to use the 108 times of chanting this mantra and you're going to do it again and again and again until you reach a state of super coherence. So my question was, why is that important? Now here's what happens in a zero field, like it's a field of nothingness. You know that, that space that you sometimes get to when you're meditating? What if you just had that, had access to that all the time? And you can have access to that in the middle of a, a business meeting as much as you can when you go and meditate. So here's what happens in a zero field. Anything that is not coherent leaves you. So sometimes it can feel very destabilizing because stuff is leaving your body. And you just stay with it. And once you get into that rhythm of 108, you know, with the beads, and you repeat it, and I repeat it, I was there for about four hours, 40 minutes or so doing a number of series of 108s, experiencing that powerful anchoring at a cellular, at a nanocellular, and even there's something even beyond nanocellular, which at some point I'll talk about, where this understanding, you know, this chant of Nityam Aham Brahmasmi, I am eternal soul, I'm, I'm God as the creator is, got moved from an understanding to a knowing, to a being. And moving from an understanding to actually being something that is embodying this vibe, in a, in a zero field, you can do it with a click of a finger. So hence the 108. And how amazing that the power of that, which 108 represents, has been applied to this series, which is 108 Pearls of Wisdom. Each pearl representing something really important and essential for us to play our part. And the gift to us is 
each one of us experiences as an, an enrichment of our life. And in doing so, we play our part in creating a world as a world that works for everyone. In everything that I'm engaged in, and Catherine is, has really taken that on for her, in her own way as well, which is full spectrum well-being. Not just firing on all cylinders, but even thriving on all cylinders, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social, and environmental. So let's begin with the first one. The first pearl that we are working with today is anger. And, you know, 90%, and it, it uh, because I questioned anger, you know, it was like, okay, the pearl is all about relinquishing anger, right? Really, the word, the phrase I was given was anger. So let's, let's look at anger, first of all. 90% of a solution is found once you understand the problem precisely. So if anger has been a problem for us in the past, let's get to know it. Let's get to understand what that is. So anger is an emotional reaction. Any emotional reaction is always a matter of choice. And at some point, we would have made the choice of anger as an expression of our, uh, of our discord. That might have been as a tiny, tiny baby even. And then it would have generated a reaction. And when it generated a reaction, we kept going with that approach, that methodology. And it became anchored as a valid response. It started becoming associated with certain triggers. I look at my grandchild and, you know, this is where I really appreciate having the mobile phones and having access to all of us becoming videographers and cinematographers and stuff. So I have lots and lots and lots of videos of this baby being shared from the time that it was born. And I've been looking at it and, you know, it's like for the longest time, there was no response of anger. It might cry because it got, um, you know, it was uncomfortable. But the first time we see a very specific type of a response with an expression on this child's face, which is other than complete delight, was when he was about 18 months old. And before that, it would be, you know, his crying was very much related to something that he, he wanted or needed. But there wasn't that expression. Anger came in even after that. I think very soon after that came the expression of anger too. So anger is an emotional response. Any emotional response is a matter of choice. We made that choice at some point. We made it consciously for a period of time, and then it became a subconscious choice. And then it became an unconscious choice. 
you know, the journey from unconscious to subconscious to conscious, it's not one way, it goes the other way too. So with something like this, which results in a consequence that feels, you know, um, disconcerting, it is going the other way. At some point, this emotional reaction was, was a matter of choice that we chose. And we kept doing it, it became, went into the subconscious and then it became unconscious. And that unconscious, so it's like things would happen and anger would come in. Now, we exist, the physical body is a very small aspect of our presence, of our existence. There are so many layers to us. So when we are embarking on a journey of an emotional response that begins from, um, you know, from making the choice, I'm using anger as an example, and there are others that will be there also like this. So when, you, when it begins, we start connecting the dots across our, our various presences. until it gets to the, to the unconscious. So those, those dot connections, they become the, the triggers. And, it, and the dots are a nuance level association. So it isn't that, I mean, we sometimes have a particular person or a particular attitude or a particular tone of voice or a particular way in which things occur that make us angry. But they, it, it isn't the same thing all the time. But actually, when you start deciphering it, when you really get into uh, doing a deep dive into what is it that caused me to be angry there? What is it that caused me to be angry there? You start noticing there are these tiny little dots that got connected along the way. And all of that together created what we call as our trigger. And there are multiple series of triggers that come together to finally create what, what the term that I use is an autopilot. So the good news is it is an emotional response, which an emotional response is always a matter of choice. And you know, when you, with something like this, I mean, I, I could very, uh, I, I discovered this when I was deep into my series of spiritual awakenings, but I'm sure if I was there in earlier on in my journey, I would have got angry about that. It's like, what the hell, you know? It's okay, I, it's fine, I want to choose to be angry. But then when we feel that we get gripped by it, that we can't let go of it, and that when, when somebody else gets angry in front of us, you know, it, it starts to destabilize us and then there's a part of us that starts getting triggered by that. And that results in us getting angry. But just even realizing that, okay, at some point I made that choice and it doesn't have to continue to be that way. I can unchoose now. Remember, as a soul being, you know, again, this dialogue about, oh, I'm just, you can't teach old dog new tricks. That's sort of those kind of phrases. 
Well, the bottom line is you are an ancient dog because you really are a soul being. You are so old that it's incomprehensible to imagine that you can, if you, if you follow that phrase, you can't teach old dog new tricks. Well, you're so old that you literally rebirth yourself every few years because there's nothing to lose. What happens when, you know, those of us who've grown older, the, the, the joy of the elderness and the elder label is, you know, we, we don't have to follow uh, stuff that we might have done before. We don't have to conform to stuff. We get that freedom of choice. You are an ancient dog. So given that that is the case, you can literally choose to relinquish anything, anytime. Because you choose to. Where anger becomes a gripping piece that you feel you're gripped by it and you can't escape it, is when, it, you, when, when you give anger a distinct personality. And initially it's a personality and then it becomes a person. But really all it was, was, and, it all, and, and all it is, and all it will ever be, is an emotional response. Which is a matter of choice. Now, first part is always about understanding that. So that's understanding anger. Now that you, you get that, 90% of the grip that it had on you is already starting to get loosened. You know, you can exhale. So now that that grip is loosened, there are some practicalities that we have to engage with. But what about all those cellular memories as I talk about, which are these triggers that generate this emotional response that we don't even realize is going to happen and it just happens. So the first part, step always is to understand it because when, when this anger piece just happens, once you know that it is an emotional reaction which is a matter of choice and there you are you know, you got triggered and you are angry. You can make that connection. I'm not gripped by it. It does not have a grip over me. I have a grip over it because I hold it in place. So once you understand that power balance, that the power is with you, it's not that the anger has a grip over you, you have, you keep your grip over it. And you literally, all you do is, you know, just like you literally just get yourself into this, in this tense mode and relax. And that's like, as if you're just releasing that grip. There's power in some like very simple, childish, physical, you know, actions. Now there's a question that my niece who is, um, I would say 
you know, one of the most amazing skeptics that I work with and everybody who's a part of my business collective knows that I, for me, a skeptic, having a skeptic in the house is the most exciting thing because you can harness a skeptic. They tell you everything that, and all the reasons why something will not work which means you can actually understand it and, and work with that and address it even before you bring it out into the world. So a question that she would often, she would ask me if she was here, you know, it's, it's, it's good to know this, but when you're in the middle of it and your mind is, all it's doing is it's being angry. How, how can you, you know, there's no, there is, I can't think about this stuff, you know, do this and let go, you know, I'm just angry. How do I interrupt them? It's a very valid question, right? She goes, Mina Marielle, you have to explain this part to me. How do I deal with this? I'm in the middle of it. I am gripped by it. Doesn't matter that I'm gripping it, but I can't let go of that grip. I don't want to, I just want to be angry. And I know there's a part of me that's screaming to, to break out, break free from this. How do you deal with a situation like that? You have to make a conscious choice to interrupt that pattern. And even if you can't do anything, if you can just get yourself that, okay, I choose to stop this now. Even that simple declaration interrupts the pattern, then you can go and implement anything else. Because an emotional reaction, such as anger, is a matter of choice, the, the way to interrupt a pattern like that is by saying, I choose to get out of it now. The moment you choose something different, even your declaration interrupts it. Remember, speaking aloud is very powerful. And even if you don't have a voice, even just letting your tongue move around taps the a pattern interrupt uh, response mechanism in your Nadi channels and it interrupts. Then you can go and do anything else. Otherwise, you will just be in this big mass of confusion. What did she say? What did I do? What, what am I supposed to, you know, and again, you'll get even more angry about that. Now, there's, there's stuff that I'm sharing and there is, there are things that you will create as your own strategies. Remember that, you know, wise old dog that's there in you, your soul being, it has so many experiences that the moment it enters your physical body, it comes laden with gifts of wisdom from its previous experiences. And it immediately deposits it. And your, your vault where it deposits this wisdom is your gut. Many people have, uh, you know, they get an upset tummy or they, 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 their guts seize. Many, many passive, um, aggressive, anger undertone people, they often have problems of constipation or that, you know, the seizing of the gut. That's a, a lot of that is to do with this undertone of anger. I'm going to talk about all of those things in a minute in terms of how you work with a phys physical body. 
But first learn what anger is, an emotional response that is done as a matter of choice. And it kept going from conscious, it moved to subconscious to unconscious. And you can literally reverse the cycle when you find yourself getting towards it, or you find yourself immediately in the grip of it by just declaring, I choose to step out of this. And then you can use other physiological actions that can release. Exhale is a very big reaction, very big physiological tool that you can have. Just tightening the grip and releasing it is another very big tool that you can have. Dropping your hands down, you know, like literally like that, dropping your hands down, fingers facing forward, stretched, you know, imagining that your fingers are connected to the core of the earth, just that action, not doing anything else, just lifting your shoulders, dropping it, dropping your arms around the side, exhale, releases. So it breaks the pattern. So the first step obviously is to break the pattern. Now we're going to go into working with cellular memories. You know, at a cellular level where this anger is held, how do you relinquish that? So it's important to understand at a cellular level. Cellular level is, is your physical body level. See, anger has, plays no part at all in the soul presence. You know, for a soul, it's just a matter of observing. Or this anger only plays a part in this human body. So the human body plays a very important part. And we are talking about pearls of wisdom where each pearl enriches us and creates a world that works for everyone. So we're very much talking about our physical presence on this planet to work with these pearls. So understanding our physical body and its association and the role it plays in harboring anger will enable us to understand how to work with our physical body to relinquish it. So first of all, anger that, you, that is not expressed. Like there are some people who are really good at expressing anger. And there are others who choose not to express anger. And there are some who just don't know how to. Doesn't mean that they don't get angry or from time to time you see an explosion that takes place. Now, when, when it is anger, so it, it, it is held in your gut as unexpressed packets of intense toxicity. So there'll be parts of your gut that will start getting really blocked or impacted or hardened. As an organ, the gut is not, gut is that has the strength to hold it. You know, the, the health of the gut is not um, you know, the, the integrity of the gut, the health is compromised, but the integrity of the gut is not compromised by these packets of unexpressed anger. The organ whose, 
whose health is compromised, whose integrity is compromised, are the kidneys. So what I say to people is, let's first of all, support the kidneys to return to their originating intent. Every organ in our body has an originating intent. And the kidneys are meant, their originating intent is flow, keeping us in our flow. Very important for 2021, no doubt, Catherine, we began with anger, given that 2021 is about flowing in flow. So kidneys are really important. Now, how do you know where your kidneys are even? You know, I didn't know where my kidneys were, sort of, but not quite. A way to, to know where the kidneys are, and, I, and I'm going to teach you to use your own body. And the, the amazing channel that your body is of exactly the right quality and type of healing energy that it requires to regenerate itself. We're going to use your body. So if you just make a fist like this, you know, thumb inside and make a fist, you know, and then you take your fist and just put it at the back of you. So I'm just gonna stand up and it's something like that. That's where the kidneys are. So that's where the kidneys are. So your shoulders are relaxed. Your elbows are more or less in line. They're not down, they're not up. Nothing is stretching, you're just very comfortable. When you rest that fist on your back on either side of your spine, and you're feeling completely relaxed, that's where the kidneys are. So, so doing this right here, you've made that connection. So what happens with the kidneys is that when you have this unexpressed anger, or when you have a buildup of anger, or when you have an overexpressed anger, kidneys, you know, you're out of flow. The innate vibration of the kidney is to keep you in flow. So they express themselves in that way, where you start getting out of flow. Now, make that connection, you made that connection, now, the fact that the kidneys are there, if you are able to, this piece here is a very powerful emanator of healing energy. So what I do for myself, now that I know where my kidneys are, I can take this hand and I can, I can bring it. So I have one hand at the back and this hand comes to the front at the same place. And I just literally put it there. So I'm making the connection from the front and the back. The back is, is like, it's as if I've got, I've got the kidneys back and the, uh, this hand, I then just intend, I sent the intention through this hand to the kidneys to release anything that may be in the way of them returning to their originating intent. Sounds so simple and so basic. And it is, because remember, everything is a vibration. Everything is a vibration. So the first thing is to just plant that seed. 
And really all we need required is our kidneys to return to their originating intent. They will, they will start working over the next several days, several weeks, several years. To, they'll work over the next several weeks actually to return to their originating intent. They start recalibrating themselves. And you can of course provide that healing energy from your body to run through the kidneys. And you will feel, you will feel a shift, you will feel a difference. And at that point, you can relax and release both your hands and you can go to the other side. We all are born healers. Remember that gut that where your soul has deposited all the wisdom that you have amassed? Why does it bring all that wisdom into this human body? so that you can tap into it when you require it. But now that you know that you can tap into it when you require it, you don't have to know which wisdom. Here you are working with your kidneys, having them return to their originating intent. Even though we are actually working on relinquishing anger, we are working with our, a very specific physical organ that is directly impacted by anger. And when you know, you just relax and allow the kidneys to recalibrate themselves. It's all about ease, joy, and grace. All three, ease, joy, and grace. When do you know that it's time to release your hands, there is that little, little, little spark of joy that starts to enter your body. And you know, okay, I can relax now. And it is the grace of the divinity within you and the divine forces that are around you that allow this to occur with ease. So that's, that's a one of a very important physiological supports. I like to just do this at least two, three times a week. I do it very consciously. And now it's just become something that I work with. You know, if I feel something building up about some choice that, um, you know, humans have made, I immediately go there and know that my kidneys can re remain in their originating intent. So the flow remains. Now, when you, when you are in your flow, you know how to deal with the triggers. The gripping of anger doesn't actually occur. There's another organ that also is impacted by anger. Its integrity is not is not affected. The integrity of the kidneys is affected. The gut, you know, its, it's well-being is affected when we have too many packets of, you know, unexpressed anger there. But its integrity is not, it's strong, it remains strong. There's another organ that whose well-being is also affected by anger, expressed and unexpressed, and it's the liver. Now, the, the liver 
is, you know, supports us to digest facts. It's also something that supports, that protects us from stuff that might damage our delicate insides by wrapping it with fat. So there is some aspect of the fatty liver syndrome that is to do with unexpressed anger. And the part of the gut that gets blocked, which prevents the liver from even releasing the fat that it has accumulated is, lies in the transverse colon where the liver connects to the, the gut. We have Mary Malloy here online and she works with biodynamic medicine where she works with the gut. Her work is phenomenally powerful in releasing those packets of unexpressed anger in the gut. But at a physiological level, the, the first part of the gut that gets blocked is where the liver joins the transverse colon. And the way I work with the, the liver, because it's important, you know, the liver can't just purging it, can't just start purging into the transverse colon if the transverse colon isn't clear. So it's very important to be very soft and gentle with it. So I'd literally take my right hand and I just put it literally just under here. And I have my left hand over my heart. And I keep it there until it feels like I'm done. Now, why am I asking you to work with your physical body first? Anger is an emotional thing. I'm asking you to work with your physical body because it's so important to prepare your organs because all of this stuff is going to express itself. Your physical body is the, ex is the vessel of fulfillment of the divine's plan that is going to play out through you. It is your palace of extraordinary miracles. And it's meant to be a poem. With the perfect rhythm and rhymes that allows flow to occur with flow in a flowing way. So as you prepare your organs, that in itself, each time you do any of these actions, it releases a chunk of unexpressed or overly expressed anger. Both of those, by the way, sometimes, and I've been with, with both kinds of people and I have myself been like that in the past, where sometimes I overly express it and feel awful about it. Other times I don't express it and allow somebody outside of me to overly express theirs and choose not to. All of those have exactly the same reaction and response within our body. Our kidneys are impacted, jolted. The liver starts to purge out these fat balls and the colon starts to hold on to these gripping, unexpressed packets of anger. There's another part of our body that is impacted 
by anger. And it is something that actually creates a multiplier effect of anger. And it is the skin and particularly the skin on our face. So it's like in your face and we start developing blemishes and acne. Each one of those is a little packet of anger. It's so helpful to understand these levels of nuances. So if there's a blemish that comes up on the skin, I mean, we can, we can attribute it to lots of things. But the fact that it is, it is coming up as a blemish on our skin, then there is somewhere a packet of anger that hasn't been expressed. Now the skin is the last resort mechanism our body uses to exterminate. It only uses the skin when your other excretory organs are bunged up. So if you're, if you're experiencing a, an outburst of acne or blem blemishes on your, on your face, go ahead and support the kidneys. Support the liver. In the Beyond Meditation YouTube series, we've done a whole body of work on the different organs. There's a, there's a body of work on the, on the gut. Work with that. And really all that is to be done with the acne or the blemish that's on your face is to really do an inquiry into what is, what are the areas? where I have unexpressed anger. When you in, engage in overly expressing your anger, I'm not gonna go into the variety of ways in which we express anger. I might just talk a little bit about it, but I'm not gonna go do a deep dive into that. Each one of us use our own methodologies to do it. And only like maybe 2% of us express it through voice. There are many other ways in which anger is expressed and you will know what your own secrets are. Even developing a completely cold response where you feel nothing, you say nothing and nobody will ever know what you feel. That is an expression of anger too. That was my strategy. I was so clear in my previous incarnation in this human form, nobody will ever know how I feel. So sad. I was this very expressive little child and turned into this stiff upper lip, very cold, short hair, black suit woman. So you will have your own expression. So when you, when you go, when the skin starts erupting, then you know that it's time to do that deep, that inquiry. Don't go into the inquiry until you have provided some support to your, to your kidneys, to your gut, to your liver.
just those simple physical actions that I, that I shared with you will, will help you with that. So let's say you decide to, I also suggest to people, and this is where I bring in, you know, corporate thinking in with spirituality and personal transformation. And there's a way in which I like, I love to manage time. And it's a very effective way of managing time, which is creating a time segment rather than to-do lists. Even today I have a to-do list, right? But I don't actually do the to-do list way of managing my time. I create a segment and I'm true to that segment. So my invitation to you, if you are, if you are going to work with this anger as a, a relinquishing anger, as an, as an issue, create a segment of time. You may do it once a week. You may do it once a month. You may do it five minutes every day, whatever it is. Whenever that time segment of relinquishing anger comes in, you begin with those, so, you know, connecting to the kidneys with your fist, connecting to the kidneys, providing that support with, with your hand in the front and this piece being at the back, just be there for a bit. You're doing it on either side, connecting to your liver. Organs are prepared. Now you can do a deep dive into what are the areas that I feel angry about. Now we go into some very practical practices that you can use when you have your anger, relinquishing anger time segment. We, we use the strategy of getting, becoming perfectionist about the how to keep stuff in place that we don't want to keep in, keep in place. So, you know, and, and in my world, how will flow? You know, you are that wise old dog that already knows. So you don't need to worry about the how, you have the wisdom of the how in you. By the, the strategy that this is an ease, join grace. You remember I've said, my deal with, with spirit was fine. I'm going to be a vessel of expression of this divine wisdom as long as it all occurs with ease, join grace. So the ease, join grace way of relinquishing habits and, and, and we're working with anger right now is to get deep into acknowledging. So the first thing, there are a few lists I want you to prepare for this, if you are working with it in your time segments. The first one is really acknowledging your ways. So acknowledging the ways in which you choose to express anger. Every word counts. Acknowledge the ways in which you choose to express anger. Remember, anger is an emotional reaction, emotional response, of, which is a matter of choice. So the first list is make a list of all the ways in which you choose, acknowledge the ways in which you choose to express this anger. Passively, actively, aggressively, shutting out way, whatever it may be. So that's the first list. And as you write it, 
you write it and put a period at the end of it because you're done with that. So once, you, so once you've made that list, you're ready to go on to the next list. The next list is an understanding of your triggers. And you know, for me, one of my biggest triggers was when other people around me would get angry. And I didn't know how to react or respond to that or how to help them. And especially people that were the closest to me that I loved the most when they got angry and I, and I felt that that feeling of helplessness and hopelessness was a huge trigger. And of course I did not express my anger there as anger. I was being compassionate, but there was a part of me deep down, which is starting to accumulate a bit of resentment. When that added up together, it converted to anger. Just even understanding that, it literally becomes like a, a, you know, like you're purging of a cellular deep-seated memory. And that memory is a, is a memory of a practice that you use. By purging it out, your cells can reform, you know, and space is created. So as your kidneys start to reclaim and return to their originating intent of being in flow, you can start, the relinquishing of anger starts to happen automatically. So the next list is all about looking at what are your triggers? The first one, you've acknowledged how you express it. The second one, what are your triggers? Again, you're going to put a stop to all of them. Every list, that you, everything that you have in there, you put a period at the end, put a period at the end, put a period at the end. You've done these two lists. There is a third list that is going to come afterwards. But these two lists, when they are complete, you bring the fire element and you burn them. So the fire burns all of this. And in burning, it actually transmutates the power of this force that was held within you. And in that transmutation is, from this transmutation arises this next list that I want you to prepare, which anchors how you move forward propelled and powered by this huge force that has been within you. And this list is about what is now possible. When you don't have these triggers and you don't have to be figuring out how you're going to express it this time. You don't, you're not having to walk on eggshells, you're not having to stomp your feet and expend your energy that way. All of that is gone, done over what is now possible, what becomes available to you. And that is a list that you keep as something that you keep adding to. And once you, you know, literally from time to time, that is an endless list. 
you will see the more you start working with it, more and more things become, become visible to you about in terms of what's available, what's possible. And really all there is to do is when you've done that work, you just keep saying, okay, I allow myself to receive all of that. I give permission to myself to receive all of that is now available to me. That is now possible. And smile, a big beaming smile and swallow that smile. See it just literally go through your digestive tract into all your systems and have every cell in your body smile and experience that experience. And that's the first pearl of wisdom, relinquishing anger. Over to you, Catherine. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Minu. That was a pretty amazing session. You know, we've been talking about moving into the new year and this incredible opportunity for us to do the cleanup and also opening up to the possibilities. Thank you so much for that, Minu. I'm excited. We've got a few weeks to work on these pearls of wisdom. So yes, what a great way to start off 2021 um, with this information behind us. And I just appreciate that we're all here and hopefully all committed for the duration of the journey. <laughs> it's going to be, if, if it's what Minu says, 108 weeks. So that's going to take us midway into next year. So let's go ahead and anyone who wants to share a word that they're present to, um, any words of gratitude for Minu and this wisdom, this very practical wisdom. I love it. It's incredible. And uh, I would love to read these words. So Vince says, OMG, this anger wisdom will set us free. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Profound session. It was a sad song in the true sense. Yes, absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Brilliant. Love, gratitude. Thank you, Kenneth. Beautiful words. Profound, insightful gratitude. And Sarah says, love. Amazing session. I agree, Asha. I will share my experience of suppressed anger coming on if you will allow. Excellent session, Asha. So love that. So we're going to put this all in motion, Minu. You've got us riled up here. Gratitude, release, and joy. Thank you. Danette says, gratitude from Sushant. Mind, body, wisdom. Thank you. Yes, Renelle. I love that. I loved all those offerings you gave us, Minu, to really tap in. And David and Helene allowing, oops, sorry. We've got David and Helene. I lost you for a minute. It just went running by me. So I'll get back to that. Um, we have Joanne with gratitude, release, and joy. And we have allowing goodness to emerge from David and Helene. Pearl indeed, awesome. Glorious learning, excellent. Namaste. Love these steps from Peggy. Loving the zero point, yes, Christian. Christian's gonna be getting having a birthday coming up next, this coming weekend. Uh, Lee says, looking forward to this journey of being with this pearl. Thank you, Minu. Absolutely. 
Yes. So this is going to be a series. I mean, I really feel like we should invite everybody that we know because who couldn't use this wisdom? I'm feeling like so much more the commander in control now and knowing that I have choice. It's really up to me, isn't it, Minu? <laughs> and we have, oh, Christian says 50. Yes. Happy 50, Christian. And Stephanie, deep organic wisdom from the edifice of the organs, feeling lighter in love already. Evolutionary internal to external wisdom. Wow. Absolutely. Swallowing the pearl. And so many productive time segments coming on. Oh my gosh. Can't wait to start working on those time segments. Yes, yes, feeling good, the key, incredible, magnificent and joyful, much gratitude. Oh my goodness, Minu, thank you so much. What a way to kick off this, this, this group, this segment, this new learning and love and blessings from Mary Catherine. Love to each and every one of you for coming this Thursday and every Thursday. And we're just gonna keep spreading the love and receiving the knowledge and hopefully getting closer and closer to that person that we truly want to become. So thank you so much, Minu. Thank you, everyone. Loving blessings to all of you. And we look forward to having you right here next Thursday for more wisdom. And it's already 636. So I guess with that, Minu, anything else you want to share? The only thing I would say is um, you're getting closer and closer to the person you already are. You truly are. You know, there's nothing to become. Just, just be what you truly are. And that's what becomes available through these pearls of wisdom. Thank you all. And I'll see you on Beyond Meditation um, on Saturday. Thank you.